0: can't go Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on January the 11th, 2012. For newcomers, help yourself to the audio is available at, for free download at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And hopefully you get the shortcuts to understanding this incredibly big system you're born under, the system that rules over the planet, over governments, in fact, they own governments. And I show you where it's going uh, when it was set up a long time ago, in fact, the big thinkers behind it, uh, employed, of course, by the big international bankers, and how they plan to bring in a, a non-democratic system. They just don't con the public into believing they had democracy. But that's all it is, is a con in reality, it's the fastest way to get things done for themselves at the top, just simply rush things through. And of course, under this present system, this martial law type system, it's far easier to do that. So, they wanted to bring in their scientifically run, organized society, a planned society where people don't just breed and have children and have no work, because after all, we're post-industrial now too, you see. Then, they would bring down the society to match the conditions of the countries, or regions as they call it, that were living in and we're going through the tragic stages right now as they reshuffle the whole planet together and we're getting crashed here and there like, like eggs basically where eggshells getting smashed here and there and that's just too unfortunate because they see themselves at the top you cannot make an omelette without breaking eggs so all of you who are alive today are just the fragments of the eggshells according to the boys at the top learn how it's done learn how old this agenda is and learn how you've been brainwashed from birth in fact your parents started off and then it's taken up by education, and uh, and then it's it's augmented by media, movies, etc. Now, you can buy the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com from the U.S. to Canada by using a personal check. You can also use an international postal money order, or you can use PayPal. Some people just send cash across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and again, PayPal. And donations are really, really, really seriously uh, welcome as well. What I try to do, as I say, is chronicle the events as we go through them and compare them to the statements made by big players who helped design the system. And most of those big players are dead long ago, in fact, because they started this over 100 years ago to bring in this particular world society. They said at the time they'd bring in wars and plagues and various other things to diminish the populations, but also to get the populations on their knees and even train the population to constant war, to call it constant conflict until we think nothing about it at all. And at the same time, we're being changed at home through, as I say, martial law techniques. Very clever, very old system. It's just today it's much easier to do with uh, mass media and uh, communications. Much, much easier to train the general public. Plus, it's the first time in history we've gone down the tubes, so to speak, uh, being so entertained with cheap junk. We can get pretty cheap entertainment, lots of it. And people are living in a schizophrenic society now. They can't really tell fact from fiction. They live in a little cocoon where it feels safe. And they don't really like you if you try and wake them up and, and, and present them with evidence of what's, what's happening. Because if you do, it means they themselves will have to make a decision what to do about it. And, of course, most folk who are very comfortable don't want to make those decisions, and they'll attack you instead. Everyone's experienced that, I'm sure. But as I say, we're flying through this now, and uh, they've got a few countries to bump off. yet. Yeah. Uh, all the Muslim countries have to be hit hard and taken out, because it is a war against Islam as well. And um, of course, they're looking at the Far East after the Middle East. They're looking towards other countries as well. Brunei and a few other Muslim countries will still have to get whacked as well. Until so they all come into this new corn this farce called a democracy and once it's all done, they'll they'll tell you we're we're actually post-democratic we're run by experts now, technocrats and uh, these technocrats are far more efficient than politicians and they will be cheaper, they'll tell us that it will be cheaper to run them than whole governments. Back with more after this break. I'm back heading through the matrix and sometimes you've got to let the guitar squeal a little bit and wail because that's what we're living through, isn't it? We're wailing and screaming, but nobody's listening. It doesn't matter anyway because things do go on, as I say. Now, we've watched the bailouts going on in different countries across Europe as they throw money into the black hole and we don't know where it goes. By and you must go into outer space or something. But some little boy's got the key to it, I'm sure. And uh, it'll be in a big, big vault and shared amongst a few. Regardless of that, though, there's a lot of conditions come with bailout money. And, but see, banks make it's like the IMF. The IMF makes conditions on everything. It's very it's a political uh, and banking institution, so they don't just give out uh, uh, cash for seeds to plant or whatever they actually tell you what you're going to do what you're going to buy how you're going to use the money and they run, actually help run the country in fact technically when the imf come in they're in charge of the country and all of its policies and isn't it weird at the top If the tree you probably heard it with uh, with hillary clinton that to give out american money for instance across the world you must really uh, put it at the top of the chart of all the things that you have to do is sort of do with gay, the, the gay bunch and the, the LG, whatever, and, and all the rest of it. Or the, the ones who are going into transhumanism, basically. And Greece is getting hit over this latest article, but it's not really their fault because they've been told to do this, you see. Because the world must get, must go into this new, what is a human anyway? You know, what is a human? What's a man? Uh, what's a woman? And, and all that stuff. To get us all used to, to transgender and eventually clone types of all kinds of weird things are going to appear in transhumanism. And that is part of the function. Until, really, everything's a sort of, kind of musky. It's like a sci-fi movie, really, isn't it? We're going through. Fewer in Greece over pedophilia is now, it's because it's a disability now. No kidding you. Athens, Greece, it's Greek disability groups expressed anger Monday at a government decision to expand the list of state-recognized disability categories to include paedophiles, right? exhibitionists, that's flashers and things, and kleptomaniacs, people who do steal stuff, all kinds of stuff. The National Confederation of Disabled People called the action incomprehensible, and it is incomprehensible unless you really realize the full agenda, and you'll see it in all the countries eventually. And said pedophiles are now awarded a higher government disability pay than some people who have received organ transplants. The Labour Ministry said categories added to the expanded list that also include pyromaniacs, people who like to set fire to things, compulsive gamblers, fetishists, and sadomasochists were included in purposes of for medical assessment and used as a gauge for allocating financial assistance. I'm not kidding, eh? I mean, this isn't April the first, you know. But NCDP leader y- y- Yanis Vardakastanis, who is blind, warned a new list could create new difficulties for disabled Greeks who are already facing benefit cuts due to the country's financial crisis. No kidding, eh? Who's your priorities? What's happened is com- compressed. I think there's some big mistake. The ministry should have a different policy on disability. Uh, Vardak- Castanis told told Associated Press, the list contains major changes to disability quotients, which could effectively remove many people from access to benefits. So I guess if you're really disabled, you ain't going to get much help at all, but if you start stealing women's shoes while they're walking along the streets, then you'll be okay, especially if you set fire to them. The new list gives pyromaniacs and paedophiles disability pay up to 35%, compared to 80% for a heart transplant patient. It's really not serious to grant peeping tom, peeping toms at people who stare your windows, eh? 20 to 30% middle biome new binoculars too, disability rate and 10% to diabetics who have insulin shots four or five times a day. It says, Greece has been fighting to avoid bankruptcy since 2009 and public spending on health and welfare programs have been sharply uh, cut under austerity measures imposed as condition for receiving emergency loans from the International Monetary Fund and other countries using the euro currency. So you see, it's the IMF that comes in and says, yeah, we'll give you these loans, but you've you got to make these things a priority. No one will understand them, but that doesn't matter. And, and that's how they do this stuff. Hillary's doing the same stuff. She's already given speeches on this across the world for American aid as well. And it's the independently run welfare programs that survived in state grants have been the hardest hit, leaving some disabled groups, including the deaf, facing sudden drops in their standard of care. The government is also battling widespread abuse in the welfare system, forcing tens of thousands of disabled people to be reassessed. So I guess if you're you know, a pyromaniac or a gambler, or a fetishist or whatever. Say masochist. You just, you know, roll up to the office with your whips and all that and leathers and, and, uh, you got an awful problem, you know, and you just can't, you can't think about working. And away you go. There you go. That's, that's, I told you, I said years ago, you've got to block with special groups to get cash in the future and survive. Yeah, it's all coming down, you know, take your picket with that bunch. Now, and in the States, too, uh, it's getting so ridiculous with the things that are getting removed from the shelves, uh, the different chemicals you could buy, cleaners, and so on. Hydrogen peroxide and various other things are under suspicion now. But this, here, this one here is new. Uh, new law requires photo ID to buy some drain cleaners. And so they're starting off with drain cleaners now. So you better stock up with them very quickly. They want a government uh, ID to it before you can buy them. The new state law starting off in Chicago requires those who buy industrial drain cleaners Another caustic caustic substances to provide photo identification and sign a log. The law does not apply to most drain cleaners that consumers typically buy at grocery stores, but only to high-grade industrial cleaners that are normally only sold at hardware stores. Even so, it's getting a rough reception from customers and merchants alike, although perhaps none more than a cashier at Schroeder's True Value Hardware in Lombard, where someone threatened to, to basically throw the stuff at the, at the cashier. Anyway, it says, although well, the customer did not meet good in the threat, no one called police. The other employees of Schroeder said they, they would call police immediately if any similar threat is made. The law which took effect Sunday requires those who seek to buy caustic or noxious substances. The Noxious substances could go a long ways to a lot of things, except for batteries to provide government-issued photo identification that shows their name and date of birth. The cashier must log the names and address, the date and time of the purchase, the type of product, the brand, and even the net weight. Sure said that when he called his local legislator, the legislator claimed not to know about the new law. Well, they never read the laws as he ran them through in omnibus bills. Neither, he said, did the other retailers in the area. He said he and other store personnel had to call a number of stores before they could get details. So non-compliance results in fines. This is the usual way the punishment is all by power of the personnel, isn't it? $150 for the first offence, $500 for the second, up to $1,500 for the third and subsequent violations. So, as I say, things are getting absolutely crazy and silly and uh, they're going to get a lot worse because you've got 30 years of this to go with with anti-terrorism now because they're going to take on all the rest of the Muslim world, you see, finish them off for on behalf of interested parties. So you've got 30 years now of, of sillier and sillier things coming down the pike and eventually your food as well. We There's so many chemicals in your food. If you mix them together properly, I'm sure you can do some damage. Now, We also think two were so hard done by in the West because, which we are of course, because basically the whole economy was taken away from the public by politicians and corporations working in tandem, setting up the WTO, signing the GATT treaty with China, and giving all your factories over to China and even paying for them to uproot and move. We paid for them to rebuild over in China too. That's that they did that with your tax cash. But in China, uh, in this wonderful world of equality, you know, it's too, no one's threatening to do anything about China and uh, uh, for all its, it's various inequalities in China, where we've had so many articles in the past of factory workers being locked inside the factories and children too being locked inside plants and go up in fire, that that type of thing and suicides, etc. But uh, and no one cares in the West because we're so egocentric today. We're hedonistic and we're, we're exactly as we're prepared and, and, and taught to be, trained to be, uh, like Bertrand Russell said a long time ago, that we really don't have any compassion for anybody else. And that's why, why hedonism is an awful good tool to to insert it in society if you don't want them to stand together against the wrongs. So the, Chi- the Chinese staff at Xbox 360 plant in China, the whole staff threatened to commit mass suicide if their pay demands aren't met. Now, it's pretty bad in China when uh, they go to this kind of level, it's bad enough when one here or there kills themselves, but with the entire, what kind of future are they looking towards? See, they know. It's, it's like living in nihilism. Utter nihilism for the rest of their life. There's no hope. A place with no hope for the rest of your life. A slave, basically a slave. It see, 300 staff at a factory that builds the Xbox 360s have threatened to commit mass suicide if their wage demands are not met and merged today. It says employees working for electronics giant Foxconn in Wuhan, China, claim the company has failed to hand over wages they're owed. Campaign group China Jasmine Revolution said they would throw themselves from the plant's roof if the missing money isn't paid. And it says, uh, according to reports, the row broke out following demands for a pay increase for 100 employees. On January the 2nd, management at Foxconn, the world's largest contract electronics manufacturer and a crucial link in the supply of chains of Apple, Dell, Nintendo and Song, then responded with an ultimatum. It said employees could quit with one month's compensation awarded for each year with the plant or go back to working. Many employees quit, but Foxconn then allegedly dishonored the agreement and awarded former employees nothing. But they don't mind doing that over there. They don't have unions and things in communist countries. Around 300 workers returned to the plant In an uproaring stage of protest in plant's roof On January 3rd So Wuhan's mayor intervened uh, Through hours of negotiations Walking them back from the roof's edge Until 9pm When workers agreed to return to work According to China.com But, but anyway, what I'm saying is you don't understand really that it's all part of the Marxist agenda too oh you have to go through an industrial revolution and all that kind of stuff with child labour and blah, blah blah before you get up to this this uh, place we're supposed to get to uh, which which have called democracy eh? <laughs> and um, so basically they're allowed to do all this kind of stuff it's, a la, it's a la Marx you see you know, the great god Marx back with more after this break Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix and talking about how bad it is to get jobs these days, of course. And we know that even in Germany, I'll put a link up tonight with that too, where a woman who was a waitress was, is being ordered to take a job as a prostitute or lose all her benefits. I mean, this is how bad things are getting now as this new system goes into place. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse because we allow it to happen, you see. And people think they're going to fix the system, like 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 all the different big banks that they have, and central banks, and sure all private. And uh, but by just putting more scotch tape on them and more superglue or something, you can't fix something that's corruption. It's very it's very foundation. Can't can't happen, folks. Can't happen. And the same people who go into them, that these jobs and take over, are just like the ones who just left. And, uh, they continue the same scams never. And even all the scams that were to do with the way that the, the banks finagled all the mortgages and so on and built up the bubbles has been taught in places like Harvard. It's now institutionalized and they're teaching how to do it. So it's going to happen again, again, again. Now, another article too I'll put up tonight is about Monsanto, the big giant that has, uh, bullied its way its, uh, and, and forced its way through the world by bribing government, threatening people, of course, putting a lot of farmers under by threats and uh, suing them. Uh, But it also is now into the military business. It always was. Monsanto was an Agent Orange producer uh, during the Vietnam era and other uh, deadly chemicals for the biowarfare industry. They're now making your food for those who like to eat a lot. But anyway, Monsanto now owns Blackwater, it says. This is an older article. It's a report by Jeremy Schahel in The Nation Blackwater's Black Ops from the 9th 15th 2010, revealed the largest the army in the world, Blackwater, now called XE Services, clandestine intelligence service, was sold to the multinational Monsanto. Blackwater was renamed in 2009 after becoming famous in the world with numerous reports of abuses in Iraq, including massacres of civilians. It remains the largest private contractor of the U.S. Department of State security services that practices state terrorism by giving the government the opportunity to deny it. This is many military and former CIA officers work for Blackwater or related companies created to divert attention from their bad reputation and make more profit selling their nefarious services. So this little article goes through some of the history of it, gives you the, uh, the names of the people associated with Monsanto and etc. One of them, Coffer Black. Known for his brutalities, one of the directors of the CIA was one, the one who made contact with Monsanto initially in 2008 as director of Total Intelligence, entering into the contract with the company to spy on and infiltrate organisations of animal rights activists, anti-GM and other dirty activities of the biotech giant. Contracted by Scahill, the Monsanto executive Kevin Wilson declined to comment but later confirmed to the nation they'd hired Total Intelligence in 2008, and 2009, according to Monsanto, only to keep track of public disclosure of his opponents. In other words, tracking all their opponents. Actually, they go up and threaten them. That's what they do with farmers and so on. He also said that Total Intelligence was a totally separate entity from Blackwater, which it isn't. However, Scala's copies of emails from Cofer Black after the meeting with Wilson for Monsanto where he explains to other former CIA agents using their Blackwater emails that the discussion with Wilson was that Total Intelligence had become Monsanto's intelligence arm, spying on activists and other, other groups. Total Intelligence Monsanto paid 127000 in 2008, and $105,000 in 2009. No wonder that a company engaged in the science of death as Monsanto, which has been dedicated from the outset to produce toxic poisons, spilling from Agent Orange to PCBs, pesticides, etc., etc., and modified seeds, and now all the other different chemicals that go with the seeds. Almost simultaneously with the publication of this article in The Nation, Uh, The Via uh, Campesina reported the purchase of 500,000 shares of Monsanto for more than $23 million by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, with with which this uh, action completed the outing of the mask of philanthropy. They're not philanthropists at all. Whatever they do is for their own benefit, another association that is not surprising. It's a marriage between the two most brutal monopolies in the history of industrialism, Bill Gates controls more than 90% of the market share of proprietary computing, and Monsanto about 90% of the global transgenic seed market and most global commercial seed. There does not exist in any other industrial sector monopolies so vast. I would say the banking industry competes with whose very existence is a negation of the vaunted principle of market competition of capitalism. There is no competition in in this system, and that's what free trade even all about too. Free trade is not there to allow everybody to, to trade who wants to trade across the world. That's actually decide who gets to trade. And it's almost the big international boys who get it. Everything is Orwellian in the system, and you have to understand that. Every everything is Orwellian everything, there's, there's no exception now uh, Pat Buchanan's book is so explosive, NSNBC brass go bonkers, it says network president, suicide of a superpower gets the name of the book, not fit for national dialogue So they don't seem to like what he's saying for many, it was just a matter of time before increasingly left-leaning SNBC eliminated its last conservative, but their parent suspension of the network's lineup of Patrick J. Buchanan, senior advisor to the three presidents, presidential candidate and multiple best-selling author, is raising eyebrows because of the reasons cited by the cable's channel boss. This says MSNBC, President Phil Griffin says, Buchanan's recent hot-selling book, Suicide of a Superpower, Will America Survive to 2025, not only violates the liberal cable network's values, no surprise there, but that Buchanan's ideas aren't even fit to be discussed in public anywhere. So much for the liberal, you know, well, you know, it's so relativistic. Everyone's got their opinion on things, and they should be allowed to speak about it. Not that they're anything but liberal when it comes to certain topics. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix and it's amazing how everything has been standardized across the world, wasn't it? And yet we still use words like democracy and we're we'll going to get it and stuff like that. And it's really amazing how people can have double think in their head to hold two opposite opinions at the same time and be quite comfortable with it. But in Fiji, of course, they were under martial law for three years and it's supposed to come up, uh, be lifted last week. And they're going the same way as America, Britain, and everywhere else with this basically total anti-terrorism bill and so on, uh, whether you can imprison anybody without trial, etc., etc. It's, it's a copy, really, of all the Western countries' uh, uh, bills are put through. So I'll put this up tonight, too, for those who are interested in what's happening across the world. Uh, and yet they always say, that, oh, we're going to fight for democracy. Yeah. I wonder what democracy is how J.P. Morgan and George Soros ended up with MF Global Customer Money. Isn't that amazing, too? And allow this to happen, well, what can we do, eh? I mean, mean, it's almost like it's it's an ambiguous kind of thing when we talk about these people and their banks and, and it's like, where would you go to complain? about things how jp morgan george source end up with mf global customer money it says in recent testimony before a congressional committee mf global's former chief john corzine as well as other mf global executives said repeatedly uh they didn't know where the failed brokerage firm's 1.2 billion dollars of missing client money was they always say that eh? remember about the first one oh went to money heaven money heaven they said eh? Well, it was not saying Peter has got the keys to that vault, eh? And in fact, MF Global executives knew exactly what happened to the money, as do the regulators who oversaw the firm's bankruptcy. The so-called segregated customer funds were repeatedly and legally through re-hypothecation, they call it, used as collateral from MF Global loans for 100 to 1 leveraged bets on European sovereign debt. So it's a substantial portion of MF Global's commodity clients cleared transactions through the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and Comics. Owned by CME Group, ticker CME, it says. The question now looming over CME stock is where the company will be able for customers liable losses. As a commodity customer coalition, a group that says it represents some 8,000 investors, including many hedge funds with exposure to MF Global, are not going to down without a fight. What they do, actually, you see, and this kind of how they've switched it around for themselves uh, they put themselves down basically as almost like private individuals who are supposed to be paid first after bankruptcy. So their other corporations, they put themselves in the lineup of, of the, the individual private customers to get the cash first. That's, that's the scam that they pulled here. And uh, of course nothing will happen about it because I'm sure they've done it before and they'll keep doing it again because you see there are no laws made, uh, to, to deal with these characters. There's, there's simply no laws made about them That's why they can do this every so often In bankrupt countries twice a century You know, They, they make sure their own boys are in there writing all the laws So they don't write anything that's going to harm them <laughs> And they want to do the same scams over and over And of course we're so sick too Of what's going on with uh, uh, the Iranian scientists Being bumped off one after another It's been going on for months and years actually and the latest one was blown up by a, what they call a sticky bomb. I think they invented that in Britain in World War II for tanks. But uh, it says an Iranian nuclear scientist was killed in Tehran. Bomb blasts. State media reported at least a third assassination targeting the nation's atomic program that the U.S. and Israel have vowed to halt. Uh, Mustafa Ahmadzai Roshan, the director of the Natanz uh, uranium enrichment facility in Isfahan province, and another person died for said. Terran Deputy Governor Safra al-Brutlu told the state-run agency that the magnetic device was placed under Roshan's car by a person on a motorcycle. He said the method was similar to previous attacks on Iranian nuclear scientists and blamed Israel for the killing. It is a common one that the Mossad uses. They come on a motorbike and they have this thing that's on a kind of stick. You might call it a stick. And it's like treacle at the end actually. It's very thick stuff. And you just need to touch the, the, whatever your, your, your target is and it will stick to it. And then it blows up. Anyway, it says, uh, The terrorist action was undertaken by the elements of the Zionist regime and those who claim to fight against terrorism. The official Islamic Republic News Agency cited Iranian Vice President Mohammad Reza Rahimi as saying, uh, we condemn any assassination or attack on an innocent person, the U.S. State Department spokesman, Victoria Newman said today and in Washington. They'll get on the act and say their bits, right, like we do nothing about it. As really for foreign ministry spokesman, Yigal Palmer, said by telephone he'd no comment on the reports. Well, you won't, you don't bother, <laughs> Israel doesn't care <laughs> what the world thinks of them. So anyway... Uh, it says oil fell at, at, as U.S. crude and fuel supplies climbed more than, uh, than analysts estimated. Crude for February, delivered, uh, delivery declined 82 cents, et etc. et cetera. It's going to go higher and higher because uh, they're, they're actually trying to cut off the exports of Iranian oil. And with this attack, it says, comes at the middle of a heightened tension and it helps to Iran to play in a sense of threat that it is under a lot of pressure, which it certainly is. When you've got NATO and the U.S. Uh, saying we're going to bomb you, uh, you're, you're under a lot of pressure. And you're, they've already grabbed bank accounts, all the usual stuff plundered, because in that vault, that special vault the bankers have, again, in Money Heaven. And we never hear of it again. But they're grabbing everybody's pensions and things, and they can't make any transactions. So, this is the start, of course, before they eventually go in and, and flatten the place. So, uh, get used to it, folks. Just to go on for years and years, and after these, after they finish there in Syria, then they're going off to other countries in the Far East who are Muslim as well. So that's what Hass said, Richard Hass of the CFR. This will go on for 30 years at least. So, yeah, in 30 years' time, you have a lot of video games about killing your next target. And this one is quite interesting too from Israel because the Israelis are kind of socialists. You don't understand how they were set up in the first place and um, their initial early policies because a lot of them came from the Soviet Union, were communists. In fact, a lot of them left the Soviet Union because they claimed that the uh, Soviet Union was not communist enough, it wasn't Marxist enough. And anyway, uh, it's still very, very strong in that, that area. It says, guillotine display stuns Rothschild's tent city. Uh, so it's a good, a good a good little stunt they pulled off. Um, it says, a guillotine, a symbol of the French Revolution, has been placed Wednesday in the centre of Tel Aviv's tent city, turning into one of the biggest attractions in this ongoing social protest. The surprising display arrived in Rothschild Boulevard following another long night of protests across the country, this time focusing on contractor conditions. Demonstrators in five different cities participate in rallies. Wednesday night against working conditions, wearing white masks and chanting. Contractor companies that are organized crime. Well, they should, they should know about that. In Brashiba protesters organized a bathing suit march to exemplify how the social protest has taken off. In Bat Jam, hundreds of residents marched to protest against the high cost of living and housing shortage. Uh, clashing with the police's special patrol units. So uh, here they go with uh, a guillotine. I don't know who they're threatening to chop, but uh, maybe it's, the, it's for the two-by-fours to build the, the buildings or something. Uh, well, I guess that'll save on carbon if you it's all manually pooled you know, and weights and stuff and pulleys. But... Um, I love how we're led by example. All the old history books tell you, and they always do this. Every every country has its foundation myths. Everybody's perfect who founded a country. You know, they walk on water. They they, they they're just perfect. And every country's the same. And uh, for the peasants, of course, they always give you the king and queen, who come out on a balcony reading all their, their good duds, as they say. And you're supposed to emulate them as a peasant and be married and have a, a man and a wife and have children so that so you can work the fields and stuff like that. While the king goes off and does his, what he wants, but generally with little boys, and off goes the queen to do what she wants, whatever whatever she takes her fancy, I guess. And that's the reality of life. That really is the reality of life. You've got to read about the, the history of royalties. It's just astonishing. It's, you get very bored being royalty, you know. If they were over in Greece, they'd get all these pensions for all their fetishisms and things like that, you know. They're truly good. Anyway, monarchy, there's supposed, supposed to be examples to us. Monarchy refuses to return tainted, tainted gems. you ever heard anybody with a load of gems is tainted germs. Buckingham Palace has rejected to hand back the lavish jewels given to the Countess of a Wessex by Bahraini brutal regime. See, Bahrain's going to get it as well, you see there in Mosul. Despite rising criticism over their acceptance of the gifts. Wife of Prince Edward, Sophie, accepted two sets. Well, she She's wisdom. That's what Sophie means. She's wise. Eh? Accepted two sets of jewels from the Bahrain royal family during an official visit by the royal couple to the kingdom in December. While the regime has been condemned for launching brutal crackdowns on the pro-democracy, flown-in, Soros protesters. I just added that little bit myself because that's who's behind it. Several British politicians voiced their opposition to the acceptance of the priceless gifts by the Countess, calling on the royal family to give back the tainted gifts to the bloody regime. While condemning the royal family's close links with many suppressive rulers and despot regimes in the Middle East, anti-monarchy activists called on the Countess to sell the gems and give the cash to the pro-democracy protesters, fighting against the regime in the country. However, a Buckingham Palace spokesman said Monday that the extremely valuable jewels given by the ruling family of Bahrain had been accepted as an official gift. Adding as far as a countess was given, the gifts during her public duties as the Queen's representative, she was allowed to keep the gems on behalf of the Crown. I'm sure she really needs the cash too, eh? The hugely precious gifts were given the countess during an extravagant banquet at the palace of King Hamad bin Isa al-Khalifa on December 21st. Prince Edward, Earl of Wessex, was also given a valuable silk rug, a pen, and a watch. So, you know, uh, there's your examples for you. I, I don't know if you've ever seen through these incredible uh, vaults. They have at, at, in London, for instance, at their various palaces. Uh, where they have, I guess, going back hundreds of years of jewel encrusted swords and and things like that, with massive stones in them from India and elsewhere. It's just, it's, it's like the Vatican. It's just, it's just incredible. And uh, and you know, these guys live pretty well, tax free. eh? Yeah. Boy, I tell you, it's all fate, though. Of course, it's all fate. You see. When you're sitting up there, there's a bunch of souls waiting to come down into your body. You, you know, you're getting, somebody nudges you, some wise guy nudges you, and you fall into the wrong one, and you end up as a worker. And he ends up as a king. That's how it happens, you know. Anyway, as they're trying to put cigarette smokers in, under a cloud of disdain, and they are, I've got articles here about it, there's uh, a few articles actually about it, and it all comes from the World Health Organization, you know, they want you to breathe in all the chemicals, good, good lungs of chemicals from the spraying, and they don't want that nicotine near stopping it and catching it and stuff like that. So uh, here's an article here about uh, nicotine. Nicotine improves memory and helps brain repair itself. The remarkable protective effects of nicotine, addictive chemical and tobacco on the brain are continuing to surprise scientists. One recent study has found that one of nicotine's metabolites uh, cotidine may improve memory and protect brain cells from diseases such as Alzheimer's they also get that from all the you know, aluminum oxide you're breathing in and Parkinson's another new study shows that nicotine can help improve some of the learning and memory problems associated with hypothyroidism such studies suggest that nicotine or drugs that mimic nicotine may one day prove beneficial in the treatment of neurological disorders so it's just amazing all the doublespeak we get on, on pretty well everything isn't it really now, eventually, the, the mainstream has eventually caught up uh, a little bit, not very far, uh, about the smart meters. They, they don't mention the global grid, of course, the IBM has now been given, given the whole control over, basically. Uh, but the global grid. Uh, but MSNBC have come up with uh, saying that at least it's used to spy. It says smart electricity meters can be used to spy on private homes. One system could reveal if you're at home, away, or sleeping, even what film you're watching on television. Uh, it says that so they just uh, provide power companies with an accurate and streamlined method of monitoring, reading, and controlling a home's power use. Now they, they came out with that these these kind of uh, articles. A few years back, when they said it was coming, they said that they, eventually they would switch things off in your home if they claimed you were using too much on any particular item. Anyway, it says, That convenience, however, comes at a steep price and could put homeowners' safety in jeopardy. Researchers in examining the privacy implications of smart meter technology found that one German provider's devices contained vulnerabilities that allowed them to snoop on unencrypted data to determine whether or not the homeowners were at home. After signing up with the German smart meter firm Discovery, or Discover G it's called, researchers discovered that the company's devices transmitted unencrypted data from the home devices back to the company's servers over an insecure link. The researchers uh, Dario Carluccio and Stefan Brinkhaus intercepted at the supposedly confidential and sensitive information and based on the fingerprint of power usage they were able to tell not only whether or not the homeowners were, not, were home, away or even sleeping, but also what movie they were watching on the television. The problem researchers explain stems from the discoveries monitoring frequency. The devices log homeowner's electricity usage in two-second intervals, a time frame they deemed unnecessary and intrusive. The two-second res- reporting interval provides so much data, they were able to accurately chart power usage spikes and lulls, indicative of times a homeowner would be away home or asleep. Uh, and Brinkhaus presented their search in a presentation called Smart Hacking for Privacy, at the Chaos Computing Congress in Berlin on December the 30th. And apparently, too, these meters will give back data and quite a few different means. Uh, one is broadband itself across this, the same actual active power lines that come in, and they've got one that transmits on FM, and also another one that transmits on microwave. And if you got a meter at all, you'll you pick up the spiking in your home, uh, and it's from the meter itself. It's spiking microwave, which is really pretty bad for you. And unless you somehow seal it in from the back or inside the house, because it was right through your whole darned house. And it's caused a lot of problems for folk already in Canada and elsewhere that's been reported. But nevertheless, of course, it doesn't matter about us. We're, we're just the last man, as Orwell said, you know, we're the last man. That was going to be the name of his book, 1984, was the last man. Maybe it's of a different type after us. Uh, and uh, we have to put up with all this stuff doesn't matter if they fry your brains give you cancers or anything else you're supposed to just put up with it and of course there's no complaints department have you noticed that in democracy there's no, no complaints department for anything and yet we want to give this the same system to everyone across the world that's the reason we're bombing them all supposedly You know. but uh, what a joke we live in, it truly really is a joke And as I I'll put up to all these articles tonight, also put up workplaces ban not only smoking, but smokers themselves. And it shows you they're they're ratcheting it up. Even if you smoke at home and you detect it in your bloodstream, uh, they're not going to hire you or they're going to fire you. Meanwhile, Canada's giving out crack pipes to addicts by the taxpayers' money and showing young children how to safely inject heroin. Hmm. Now, a video game gone horribly wrong. It says... And I've read quite a few of these articles. I haven't read this one at a time too, but you should really understand what these things are all meant to do. Nothing is independent from anything else in this system. From the articles they'll give you to report for the news to the way it's presented to you uh, and to to the culture they give you at the time. And we're now degenerate. This is, this is the degenerate culture, you know, Generation D. And, uh, and, and at the same time too, uh, it's augmented by movies, magazines, everything. Everything will go along with the same agenda, and it all interfaces with everything else. And the video game Gone Horribly Wrong came out in 2010, an article, and it says it may be assumed, uh, it may already be game over, what is possibly the most controversial video game of all time. It's called De-Populous, where players assume, uh, assume the role of a secret planetary ruler. But while this does not appear to break any new ground in video gaming, there's a twist around the corner. Because, you see, you start bringing down the population to win. Back with more after this break. through the Matrix and just showing how degenerate we truly are. We don't really care anymore, do we, when these articles appear. And there's so we saw many horrible video games coming out now. And of course, we're about to have to raise generations of soldiers, mind you. As good well you starting them young and uh, getting ready for killing folk 20 years down the road. They'll be just just in time for it. And so anyway, it says... The, the video game gone horribly wrong, and it's called uh, De populous where players assume the role of a, a secret planetary ruler. It's, it's, actually, it's more realistic of, of life, what life's really happening and what's happening in life than, than the media is. But while this does not appear to be any groundbreaking video game, it's a big twist around the corner. Rather than being charged the task of building a modern industrial world from scratch, just as in Sid Meier's upcoming release, Civilization V or V, the challenge posed by Deepopulous couldn't be more diametrically different. I said players start with a technically advanced but overpopulated world and have to get rid of 90% of its population, all without raising any alarm bells. I'll tell you, it is almost written by David Rockefeller or somebody of Soros. You start with a golden key for world d- domination, a complete monopoly over its monetary systems. I mean, that's what you've got, right? I mean, this is so close to the Rollinship International Affairs plan, CFR than anything else i've read with just a few mouse clicks you and saddle governments with debt and they in turn are forced to use their people as collateral to pay the eternal interest Wow! Eh? you got to keep governments in your pockets i mean you own them and people afraid of each other said lloyd an enthusiastic gamer from brooklyn thank goodness we have tv it says it's kind of like a huge human livestock management program that's exactly what we are you know, this, it's livestock program. This is how they, they call us cattle, you know, at the top. The great unwashed masses, cattle. You know, we're being farmed. Remember, Charles Fort, we're being farmed. So, livestock management. Grin uh, Charlie, another game tester, herding humans, keeping them both sedated yet productive, even the artificially very intelligent ones, is not easy. But the real challenge is the cull, and it's the cull that's causing the stink. The game's insidious goal: to reduce the world's 6.9 billion population by 90% before all the oil, fresh water, and food runs out. Techniques at your disposal include world wars, contaminating food and, uh, and water supplies. Weather modification, man-made earthquakes, man-made diseases, forced vaccinations, and even spraying the air with hazardous chemicals. Parents, teachers, and religious groups are up in arms, calling for the game to be banned on moral grounds. But when challenged over the suitability of mass homicide for video game entertainment, game designer Nevis Gonzalez is quick to point out that none of it is real, whereas graphically violent war games have been in the popular domain for decades. There's no blood guts or gore and depopulous You're too far removed for all that. Be warned if the, the population gets wise to your plans, uh, lacks of tax revenue may just be the beginning of your problems. And depopulous puppet governments can fall in minutes, not days. And hyperinflation can wipe out whole economies in seconds. But you know, the game is really over when the bots start cooperating with each other and begin growing their own food. All traces of the game departments have been removed from the Internet. The web page will still will self-destruct, it says, and then it gives you the 10, 9, 8 countdown. But it's amazing what they try They try and bring out. It's quite fascinating to see. And remember, too, that uh, uh, the U.S. Defense Secretary has admitted that Iran is not trying to develop nuclear weapons. It's so amazing, as Hillary's going across the planet saying, you know, this is the worst demon we've had since blah, 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 Uh, and they'll be blowing us all up. So this article here, it talks about, um, as I say, the fact that uh, Leon Panetta let slip Sunday, the big open secret that Washington war hawks don't want you to know, Iran is not developing nuclear weapons. And you'll see it on an interview and a link that I'll put up tonight. And uh, I could go on and on and on, of course, but I have no time. That's that's the time up. The hour just flies in, isn't it? From Hamish Mossella from Ontario, Canada. May a god of your gods go with you.